Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. On today's AgCast, we've got a very special guest in the studio and a friend to Alabama farmers, Republican nominee to be Alabama's next U.S. Senator, Katie Britt. Katie, congratulations and welcome. Thank you so much, Mike. I am thrilled to be here and, you know, two weeks out from the runoff, still processing everything, but so excited and looking forward to continuing to work hard for November 8th. Well, we're so excited to have you here today. Uh, Getting into our questions, you made securing the Alabama Farmers Federation endorsement a priority in your race. Tell us why that was so important to you. Oh, gosh, absolutely. Well, we knew that it was the most integral part of making this happen. And um, so even before we announced and we were praying about this and my husband and I were wrestling with it and and praying about it some more, um, we began conversations and started attending meetings with the Farmers Federation. Um, As you well know, the Federation has the absolute best reputation in this state for their integrity, their character, their work ethic, um, for what they stand for, for the values. I have said consistently that outside of our servicemen and women, there are no better people in this state um, than our farmers. And so sitting down and listening, um, listening to their meetings, meeting your members, meeting just really the best people just across the state was incredible. And as we prayed about it and wrestled with it and got to know it, we knew that um, that this would be such an important part of the foundation of actually making this happen and securing the Republican nomination. So we crisscrossed the state, you know, visited all 67 counties, um, got to amazing. go to... It was... And I'll tell you, we have an amazing state. You know, the more... You, you visit, the more you fall in love with it. You know, not only do we have beautifully diverse terrain from mountains to beaches to lakes to plains to creeks to, I mean, just, just incredible, incredible um, beauty, but it's, it's those people. And so particularly at the Federation meetings, meeting people that um, share our values and share our vision for not only the state, but the nation was a game changer for Wesley and I. And, you know, most people uh, maybe didn't know this at the start, but we're both from rural Alabama. And so Wesley is from Hansville um, there in Coleman County, and and I'm obviously from Coffee County. And, um, you know, having grown up and appreciated the work that the farmers of the state do, but to get to, to really, you know, see it firsthand, visit farms, listen to, you know, hey, these this is what we're struggling with. This is what's keeping us from being able to... Um, you know, pass the family farm on. These are the these are the issues that are you know an impediment to us to continue to grow. And I mean, it was great. And then also to listen, as I mentioned earlier, to people's vision for the state. I mean, I, you all believe exactly what we believe. Which um, and by the way, I have I I now have just deemed myself part of the Farmers Federation family. Well, so you, we're just going to say we. Absolutely, uh, you are so, welcome to be a part of you. it. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. Um, but we know we live in the greatest nation on the planet. Uh, you know, even on our worst day. And we want our children to be taught to stand for the flag and to love this nation. And, you know, we want to create policies that allow people to achieve the American dream. I mean, you know, here we are, and I am a public school girl from Coffee County. And, you know, my parents are two small business owners. 
and I have somehow secured the Republican nomination for the U.S. Senate. And that is the American dream. And that's what we want to be alive for our children. But we all see um, that that's really at stake. I mean, the ability to achieve that dream, the ability to to achieve more than your father before you, unfortunately, with the policies we see from the Biden administration and how quickly, um, how far left the countries move so quickly and um, just the environment that's been created, you know, as a result, we know those things are at stake. And ultimately, Mike, um, you know, after a lot of prayer, knowing that we wanted to preserve the country we grew up in for our children to mm. grow up in is what drove Wesley and I off the sideline. And, you know, we also believe at 40 years old, if our generation doesn't wake up and step up and start to be a productive part of moving this country back in the right direction, then I don't know what's going to be left for my children. And so all of that is worth fighting for. You are definitely preaching to the choir when you're talking to farmers uh, about the the values that uh, you had growing up in rural Alabama and, and understanding those things. Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor, Alabama Ag Credit. It's never a dull day on the farm, especially when your day starts before the sun comes up. We're Alabama Ag Credit. And while some don't get it, we do. As the local experts in rural real estate financing, we've helped farmers finance everything from homes and land to tractors and crops. Because sometimes your natural resources need financial resources. Let's fast forward a little bit and you're in office. What are some of the priorities that you see uh, when you when you hit the ground running in yeah. D.C.? So there are so many things. I mean, first off, it is preserving those values, that faith, family, and freedom. You know, we know that the most important thing in life is our relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and making sure yeah. that that continues to come first. And then family. It is those values that we are, you know, brought up with, particularly here, you know, that hard work and, um, you know, respect and, and self-motivation and, you know, um, you know, I watched my parents work six and seven days a week and I saw firsthand um, that the best thing the government can do in most every situation is just get out of the way, right? Yep. Um, and then you look at, at freedom and I grew up right outside the gates of Fort Rucker and when you grow up in a place like that, it's special because you see day in and day out that sacrifice of our servicemen and women. And you also learn from an early age that sacrifice is not just theirs. You know, it's that of their entire family. I mean, you sit next to their children in class while their parents are gone for months on end. Mm -hmm. You know, some of them never having the opportunity to to return home. And you, you see it all firsthand. And so making sure that we return to a place where, um, you know, we respect the sacrifice of service, both of our servicemen and women and that of our law enforcement officers, I think is of paramount importance. And then also when they conclude their honorable service, you know, treating our veterans like the first class citizens that they are. I mean, as we have traveled the state, I will never forget particularly some conversations I had um, in East Aboga there in Talladega County yeah. uh, with several veterans. And, you know, these men and women, um, put it all on the line for this incredible nation and to see them not be treated the way that they should be, um, you know, from our government, from our people. Those are things that we've got to, sh- we've got to change. But when you're looking at the, the priorities and what do we start with, one of the things that's been challenging, even on this campaign trail, typically speaking, you will have, you know, two or three things 
that people are talking about during a campaign. And, you know, people are pleased or okay with other things, but they are very fixated on one or two things. And in this campaign, unfortunately, at this time in our nation, every single thing is moving in the wrong direction. So it's, you know, there are so many things that we need to tackle uh, and that we've, we've got to hit head on. You know, one, obviously, securing our border. Um, you look at what's happening abroad and knowing that we need leaders that understand you actually achieve peace through strength, uh, which is not what we've seen from the Biden administration. Mm-hmm. I mean, that goes all the way back to Afghanistan. And, and we, um, we have seen the ramifications of that firsthand now with Russia and Ukraine. But you know, looking here, uh, first thing we've got to do is become energy independent again. And I believe not just independent, but energy dominant. You know, under Trump, we were actually exporting. We we're an energy exporter. And we have the natural resources here at our Absolutely. fingertips. And, you know, our farmers are seeing the ramifications of this firsthand because we know that energy affects everything from the, the pump, uh, you know, all the way to fertilizer. To, to plastics, to everything in between. And all the way to the plate. That's it. All the way to the plate. That's exactly, <laughs> that is exactly right. And um, in many ways, farmers are the front line of this because they are having to deal with it before anyone else is really with absorbing all of the different um, ramifications of no longer being energy independent. So finishing the Keystone Pipeline, and while we know that that doesn't happen overnight, what it does is it sends um, direction to the market and kind of sends a signal that, okay, things are coming. You know, being able to to drill and utilize uh, federal land and, uh, and be able to utilize energy off of those, you know, you look everything from, you know, uh, oil to to gas. Uh, we have more natural gas here in America than any other place um, on the globe. And yet we are allowing Russia to hold all of Europe hostage, you know, in the palm of its hand when we really could uh, alleviate that and create more flexibility over there. And it would be, it'd be a win-win all the way around. And benefit the entire world absolutely. as a result. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I, I think that has to be priority Number one, I mean, there are a multitude of things, making sure that we have secure elections. You know, people have to have faith in our electoral process. Um, If they don't, it will be a crack in our democracy Mm -hmm. that I believe will ultimately cause it to crumble. So making sure that we are taking a look at, okay, what's going right? What's going wrong? How do we sure this up? How do we um, ensure one vote, one person? And um, and, and restore people's faith in that process is is important. there are so, I mean, just so many things. You look also at regulation, right? And obviously our farmers, we see that firsthand. Right. You look, you just use the energy sector, for example. You know, you had 15 new regulations under uh, President Trump and 62 already under Biden. And those regulations, you know, it, it matters. I mean, they create inflation. They create burdens for you know, small businesses for mm-hmm. farmers. So rolling those back, um, particularly when it comes to EPA here for our farmers, but rolling those back and letting people get back to just doing doing their job, you know. 
Well, I'm exhausted. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, and you just get to office. And you're you're right. going to tackle all of that. That's it, it's impressive that you know you know you know what you want to do and you know how to do it and the way you're going about it, uh, it, it resonates with so much of of America that does not feel we do not feel like we have a we voice. We don't feel like we have a voice. And, and that's and that's it, Mike. I mean, if you look at this, if we had okay, so let's let's take the pandemic for example. One of the things I have been most frustrated about um, from our quote leaders. In D.C. is that, you know, they tend to want to just throw money at an issue without actually drilling down and figuring out what we need to be stronger and more resilient now and in the future. So I say that to look, if you look at, for instance, the amount of money they spent, and then you you look at what Biden wanted to do, which is $3.3 trillion more than they actually spent. Um, we know that every dollar that the government spends, the less the dollar in your pocket, my pocket right. is worth. So we look at the the result and the inflation that we're dealing with currently. Um, but my one of my biggest frustrations is that none of them have taken a step back and said, you know, not if, but when something like this happens again, how can we be stronger as a nation? Mm-hmm. What have we learned from it? And unfortunately, you know, we're not seeing opportunity to onshore more manufacturing here. I mean, if you look at what currently China, I think about 90% of our antibiotics and everything I read has a little bit of a different number. So, you know, but we know a significant uh, vast majority of our antibiotics are made there in China. You look at medical equipment that is made there. I mean, you look at obviously the chips that are there in Taiwan. And if you look at what's happening with Russia and Ukraine, you know that China has said we're going to take Taiwan by 2027. Well, what, what's what are they thinking as a result of what we're what's occurring in mm-hmm. Russia and Ukraine, and what does that mean for us overall? And you know, how are we going to onshore these chips, and how are we going to? Um, do more to secure our supply chain and make America more resilient in the future and create those good paying jobs for hard working Alabamians and Americans. And I think to your point, we feel like we're not heard. You know, it's here we have issues, particularly let's let's talk about some of our issues in rural Alabama, which, you know, rural broadband. You know, I talk to people all the time and, you know, I say, look, number one, agriculture is our number one industry in the state of Alabama, Mm -hmm. 20% of our economy, one in five jobs. And precision agriculture is not tomorrow. It is today. And so that access for for that, obviously, for small businesses, we saw during the pandemic the need for connectivity um, to be able to move your people and products around. And then, obviously, I have said time and time again, even uh, our larger manufacturers, I was talking about small business one day, Mike, going 99.4% of our businesses are small, and we got to fight for, you know, small business. And if we're not, we're not doing our job. And I'm going 90 to nothing on it. And a woman raises her hand in the middle of me talking. And so eventually I'm like, she's not going to put it down. So, okay, here we go. Here we go. Got it. <laughs> so, got to recognize That's her. right. I said, ma'am, uh, I said, go ahead. And she said, love your passion for small business. Keep it. Keep it. But I work for one of the largest manufacturers in the state of Alabama. And what I want you to know is I have to print off. We have to print off our documents and drive them to our other location because we do not have the bandwidth to send them. And so we all know if we want 21st century jobs in a 21st century economy, we've got to have 21st century infrastructure. So 
making sure that we are a voice on that also in our rural areas, rural health care. You know, you, you kind of goes it dovetails with the broadband because the access to telemedicine has never been more important mm-hmm. as we've had significant number of rural hospitals closed across our state. So making sure that um, that we are aware and figure out like how, how do we move forward in, in this space. Uh, there are just, there are so many things. And you look at education and I know that we have the greatest state with the greatest people and we have the greatest story to tell. Um, what we need to do is make sure that no child zip code determines their opportunity. Mm-hmm. And to me, a large part of that is education. I believe education is the pathway out of poverty. I believe education is the pathway you know, to, to figure out your success. And so making sure that we can create a system um, that allows students to thrive, you know, dollars following the students. I mean, you look at what they're doing in Sumter County. So when I went to Sumter County mm-hmm. and Livingston and saw the university charter school there, they're changing lives. I mean, they're not only teaching children excellent academics, but they're teaching them life skills. And, you know, I mean, they were they were out there actually planting. Maybe, hey, maybe the Federation there should go, go over there and, and see what they're doing, <laughs> see what they're doing. But, um, and that was from kindergarten on. So I'm really inspired about, you know, some of the good things that are going on in our state. We just need to figure out how do we take that to the next level and allow others to um, be able to benefit from those opportunities as mm-hmm. well. So there's a lot, a lot to do. Um, also, we'll have a farm bill, you know, we have 2023 yep, farm um, bill every every five years, which this group knows all too well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, we were going to well. get to that question. <laughs> that, that's it. Um, but we do. There are so many there are so many things to tackle. And, you know, you you look at it and just know that we need someone that will stand firm on their values and fight for those and fight for our people. And that is what I will you know, I'm going to keep working hard um, to to win in November, November 8th. And I'll need all of you to, to make that happen. But um I think it is time for the next generation to step up and to fight for these things, and so look forward to being a part of that. Wow, we're just so excited that uh, you're you are our voice, and you're going to take that to Washington and uh, fight for the rights of farmers and uh, and for the values that we all hold dear. So thank you thank for doing you, that. Right? Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, this has been an exciting Alabama AgCast. I will have to take a nap after this because I'm completely exhausted. Uh, <laughs> but I know that you'll probably have three other places, right. three or four places you're going. So uh, thank you, Katie, once again for being here. And we are uh, praying for you, and we're hoping that uh, everything is going to go great for the rest of the year for you. And, Mike, I, I just want to say thank you to you and to Mr. Parnell and to the entire Federation family. I mean, when I said these are the most incredible people, I am, I am, I am telling you that with every ounce of me. And you all have allowed me into your life and into, you know, whether it's your farm or your family. You know, praying for your daughter-in-laws when, when they, when they're expecting, or you know, talking about the challenges that are ahead or celebrating successes and. I am honored to be a part of that, and there is no way this would have happened without you all. And that power of people telling people telling people is real, but it also has to be the right people. It has to be people that people trust, and that the people listening to this today, those are those type of people in every community. And there is a reason that we won 66 out of 67 of the counties, and it is because of people like you, um, people uh, that are part of the Federation that were willing to say, 
whether it be, you know, after church or, or you know, on, you know, at Friday night on a football game or wherever, say, look, you need to give her a shot. And I think she's who we need. And that is not lost on me. Um, that is not something I take lightly. I am incredibly honored um, to have earned your support, and I will work hard every single day to make you all proud that you did. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate you, and uh, we are looking forward to it. Stay tuned for Colton Christian with our AgCast Wrap-Up. And now, your weekly AgCast Wrap-Up. Today, I just want to talk to you about an update with things that are going on in the industry, specifically with the pork industry, Proposition 12 rule. And this Proposition 12 rule is a rule out of California uh, that just states that that pigs, uh, egg-laying hens, and veal have to be raised to certain standards uh, that California says. Gaining some traction uh, with this rule, gotten some backup from the Solicitor General, and uh, hopefully uh, with this, with this traction that we're gaining uh, in mid-October, when the Supreme Court hears a case from the uh, National Pork Producers Council uh, combined with the American Farm Bureau, uh, hopefully this uh, this rule will be stopped. But just to give you a little bit of background of what this rule kind of entails, um, in order to sell fresh pork into the state of California, uh, the pigs have to come from sows who were raised in standards uh, that California deems humane. And according to them, humane means no gestation crates, and they have to have at least 24 square feet of space. And so what is uh, troubling about uh, that is, is California imports over 99% of its pork from outside the borders of California. So the problem with that is, is they're they're restricting the supply chain. And so how this will affect Alabama farmers, well, it just simply uh, just flows downstream from there. So it just interrupts commerce, inter- interrupts the supply chain. And so pigs are not the only thing that's going to be affected. Uh, egg laying hens as well. Uh, essentially the same standards apply just from a square footage standpoint. The egg laying hens have to have at least a uh, square foot per bird and have bedding as well. Uh, that's uh, very unique and that they will not be in the uh, the wire bottoms anymore. They have to have some type of a bedding. And then the veal calves that are raised uh, have to be uh, in a enclosure that is at least 43 square feet. You know, these are just uh, some interesting things that the state of California is trying to deem more humane, uh, but essentially is just not feasible and is is restricting things from outside of its its borders and telling e- other states that uh, they cannot sell these products unless they unless they comply with these standards. So. The hearing for the Supreme Court will be mid-October, and uh, we, we're gaining some traction with some support. The Biden administration has stepped in, so hopefully we're in the right direction, but just wanted to give a quick update on the Proposition 12 rule. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash AgCast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.